This is McKinsey Recruiting, a podcast created to help you learn more about McKinsey and company. My name is Philip, and together with Sydney, our other podcast host, I'm here to answer all your questions about McKinsey Recruiting and introduce you to some of our McKinsey personalities. In this episode, we will talk about environmental sustainability at McKinsey. Our guest today is Jop. He joined the Amsterdam office in 2013 and is currently in his role as Director of Environmental Sustainability. Jop will tell us more about how McKinsey deals with sustainability topics, how small changes in our behavior can make a difference, and how all this relates to his personal passions, which he discovered as a kid. Are you ready? Then let's start our podcast, McKinsey Recruiting. Hi, Joop. Um, thanks for being a guest on our McKinsey Recruiting Podcast and a warm welcome from Cologne to Amsterdam. Thank you, Philip. Great to be here. Joop, um, I know that you used to play water polo before you joined McKinsey and spent some time on the Dutch national water polo team. Um, I heard you started to play extensively again uh, while you were on educational leave pursuing your MBA in New York at Columbia University. What is it about being in the water that excites you? A colleague even said uh, that you can still swim in any direction, even if four people try to stop you from doing so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I, I've always uh, done sports that have something to do with water in my life. So yes, indeed, water polo has been the biggest one there, but also sailing, um, also ice skating and rowing in, in, in on a rowing boat on, on the water. So it's always had something to do with water and it typically had something to do with team sports. Um, which I, I really enjoy. And um, have you always enjoyed being a part of a team or um, a group? Uh, someone very close to you also said that you're a great team player. <laughs> yeah, no, I really love uh, doing sports in a team and uh, also you know, at work, oftentimes, almost always we work as a team. And yeah, I, I really enjoy that. Um, you know, like having the different people on the team with complementary skills, uh, helping each other uh, perform at their best, uh, win together is much more fun than uh, alone or more in, in business, like in, in your day-to-day uh, -day work. It, it may not always be about winning, but about getting something done, achieving something. It's much more fun to do that together, to get that, that done together and uh, then, then all in yourself. And you, you can just perform much better when you do it in, in a team. Great. Uh, you are already uh, getting to your work. We're going to come back to that in a minute. Um, but uh, I know you already said it in your free time. I understand you row, you cycle, you hike. Um, you seem to have a very active lifestyle and say that sports always have been a big part of your life. And uh, you love to be out in the nature. I've also heard about that. And a friend of yours even told me when you were a little kid, you sometimes used to walk into nature reserves in the Netherlands with a big plastic bag and would start to collect garbage. Why this passion for nature? <laughs> yeah, I've, I've, I've always loved nature and being outdoors. Um, indeed, like when I was young, I would sometimes collect <laughs> garbage from nature because I, I felt bad for the animals. Uh, and I still do when I, when I am on vacation somewhere and I see all of the trash in the ocean. Um, Or when I see the you know natural forests uh, being mm -hmm. cut down, like it, it does a lot to me, and I care a lot about nature, and I enjoy being in nature. As a, a child, you 
also knew that you wanted to do something to save the environment. Um, you also told me you considered studying forestry. Spoiler alert for all the listeners, you did not study forestry. Why did you decide to study business in Amsterdam? Yeah, good question. Um, so at high school, I was, I was really hesitating between forestry and, uh, and economics. Um, I knew the objective, the end goal, which mm -hmm. for me would be to save the rainforest or nature in general and make a big contribution uh, to, that, to that aim. Um, but I did indeed choose to, to study economics. And the, the reason that for that decision was that I thought it, it would be a good idea to uh, try and harness the power of business. Uh, to create a more sustainable world. Um, and the alternative path would, of course, been um, to yeah, choose a more scientific path and, um, or, or maybe yeah, join the NGO world uh, sooner on um, to, to, yeah, to protect the nature in that way. And in uh, 2013, you started a career at McKinsey. And is, is there a particular reason why you chose a career in consulting then? I think consulting, um, I wanted to develop myself uh, and I wanted to have a broad understanding of, of business, uh, of strategy, um, not focus too fast on one particular industry or company. Uh, and yeah, what, what consulting and McKinsey helped me to do was to get that broader understanding of business as a whole and see many different industries work in many different countries uh, because everywhere it's really different. How, how, how business works and, um, and, and how, how it works culturally. Uh, so that's why I chose for consulting to start my career with. Yeah. Can you tell me a bit more about your work as a consultant? Yeah, I worked in, um, in several countries in Europe, uh, Scandinavia, Greece, Western Europe, um, and also in quite some places in Africa, including uh, in, in, in South Africa and, and Western Africa. Um, yeah, like topic-wise, it's been pretty diverse, um, it's, it's, I've, I've worked in the public sector, I've worked in um, the financial sector, uh, energy industry. Um, yeah, it's, it's, been, it's been a diverse, uh, diverse experience. In your first years, you, you've already said you have been in a, in a generalist consulting role, like many new joiners um, who come to the firm. And you then focused on topics that um, also really mattered for you personally. Um, which is, as we know now, uh, sustainability. Your colleagues agree that you burn for everything around that topic. Now you are in the role of Director of Environmental Sustainability at McKinsey. So can you tell me what does someone do who is uh, the Director of Environmental Sustainability at McKinsey? <laughs> yeah, sure. Um so together with my team, uh, we are basically running the, the group that is addressing McKinsey's own environmental footprint. That's the, 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 the biggest component of it. And that includes uh, measuring all of the environmental impacts that we have, strategy and target setting to, to address that, uh, minimizing the impact, offsetting uh, greenhouse gas emissions that we have not been able to eliminate yet, uh, working with our suppliers, including the airlines and the hotel chains, um, to embed sustainability into our procurement practices, uh, reporting both internally and externally, engaging colleagues. It's, it's, it's very diverse, um, but it, it's, it's basically what every company does or should do to address their own environmental footprint. It has, it, that's, it's not a consulting thing. Um, that's the main thing I'm doing right now uh, on the one hand side. And on the other hand side, 
uh, I lead some of our knowledge collaborations with the World Economic Forum and the World Business Council for Sustainable Development um, when it comes to the environment. And I also share back the experience of what we learned on our own environmental journey with our clients. That sounds like real impact, um, but I want to get to know more information about that. So uh, what? how can I imagine your typical workday day? Uh, except for drinking uh, loads of coffee, as uh, as I've heard from your uh, colleague, what do you do uh, every day when you go to work? Um, well, it it, it it varies a lot. Um, I I walk or I cycle to the office, and uh, <laughs> right now I'm working from home from my living room. Um, I have work sessions with my team, which is spread out over the world from uh, America to Asia. So in, in the morning, I sometimes. Uh, I have a work session with colleagues in, in Asia. In my mm -hmm. afternoon, I have a work session with some colleagues in America. Um, I, I can uh, join a meeting with a supplier sometime in the day to learn more and, and make plans for how they can get more sustainable over time. Um, I check in with a team member who may be based in, in a different office or any of our green team members, I'll get to that later on, uh, who has a question for a local initiative. Um, maybe a quick client call in between uh, when a client wants to learn something or wants to hear about how we did something ourselves when we addressed our environmental footprint. And yeah, and around that, I find some time to process a couple of emails and maybe read up on yeah, the latest uh, environmental news reports that came out. It's, uh, it's, a, it's My days are typically quite varied. And then on the weekend, you go hiking, um Or uh, do the other kind of sports that you that we've already mentioned. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, in the evening I, I may go to the swimming pool. I, I swim some laps. Uh, on the weekend I go for a walk, see friends. Um, yeah, not many mountains around Amsterdam, so the hikes are <laughs> quite flat. It's not uh, the most uh, physically intense uh, activity, but uh, yeah. Why are you personally so passionate about your role as um, director of environmental sustainability? Um, so, yeah, so I've always wanted to create a sustainable world and to make an impact. And I feel I, I, I have that opportunity in my current role, not just because uh, McKinsey is quite a big company um, with more than 30,000 people all over the world. And just addressing that footprint really well does make a difference. But what also really address, uh, uh, what really uh, inspires me is, is this idea of that uh, by doing that well, the impact can actually be much bigger than our own footprint. When you work with suppliers and the whole Uh, supplier uh, embarks on a new uh, sustainable program or when you inspire others to follow if, if you lead by example and if you share your experience with others and um, yeah help them also get better so that's that's i think what inspires me the most so we are already big ourselves and it does make a difference but then uh, yeah sharing that with others uh, it, it it actually yeah makes an even bigger impact Okay, um, many may speculate that the lifestyle of a consultant is probably not the most environmental um, friendly one. As a consultant, you travel often to your clients, and this aspect may also be something that many candidates find attractive about the industry and also McKinsey for sure. But on the other hand, um, McKinsey is doing a lot to make itself more sustainable. So my question to you is, what kind of McKinsey Uh, what kind of activities is McKinsey doing here? Yeah, good question. Um, 
So you're right. We, we do travel and that accounts for the, the majority of our environmental impact to travel. The other component is, uh, is, is, is formed made, made up by our office buildings. Um, and that travel comes with a carbon footprint. Um, we, we just committed last, last month to uh, set a science-based emissions reduction target, which means a, uh, a target aligned with climate science. So basically uh, doing your fair share to help the world get on track for the Paris Agreement's ambition level. Um, and travel is part of that. So we're trying to find smart ways uh, to travel uh, more sustainably. We're trying to learn from uh, our experience in, during the COVID-19 crisis with better virtual collaboration, uh, more often taking the train, uh, more flexible working models, uh, which is not only beneficial to the environment, but also to our people and um, to our clients. These initiatives that uh, have been launched around, around environmental sustainability are uh, global initiatives. As, as a side note, in our Cologne office here, uh, where I am based, I know that we have a very active green team. Maybe you can explain us a bit more about uh, this and other initiatives at McKinsey. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we have an amazing network of green teams around the world in more than 100 offices. Um, it's about a thousand colleagues that all drive local initiatives um, to, 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 to make our footprint, uh, to address our footprint. Um, because, you know, me and my team, we're, we're six people, more or less. Uh, like, you cannot change everything on the ground in all of, all of the offices uh, remotely. Um, like, we need to have people on the ground. We need to know people, like, it may be different in every context. We need to get creative in every office. Uh, different things may be more relevant in, in various offices. And to have this big community of colleagues who all volunteer to next to their day-to-day uh, -day role, make their own office more sustainable is, is really cool. And it's, I think there's, that's, that's basically our approach. There's lots of synergies between a central team that helps and facilitates and, uh, and helps to share best practices. And then we have the, the green teams that address their own uh, locations footprint. So everyone at McKinsey who joins McKinsey can join the local green team. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. I would strongly encourage everyone to do that who joins. I may, I may also join the te uh, green team next uh, next week. Sounds, sounds great. Do you have any example or other examples of local initiatives or anything that comes up uh, to your mind? Anything uh, funny that you've heard around the globe? <laughs> uh, well, there's there's a, a, lo a lot of stuff happening. Um, like we have green teams that are actively working. Uh, to to get everyone in the train, we have green teams mm -hmm. that have uh, like have, have have embarked on a journey to get their office to zero waste. We have green teams that uh, help their office switch to renewable energy. We like, it, it's it's really diverse to electrify the comp the, the company cars. Like there's not many offices where we have cars, but mm -hmm. um, like there's they're, they're, you know electrify the fleet. Um, it, it's really diverse, uh, and yeah. I think there's, there's about 300 initiatives uh, uh, that, that we can go through. Um, but this is just a, uh, yeah, a, a set wow. of examples from that list. Um, you also said something I found very inspiring before our podcast. That is, if everyone in his or her job thinks about how to include sustainability in their everyday decisions at work, this would be a game changer. What do you mean by that? Um, well, what I mean with that is that, um, you know, we all have a responsibility and we can all do a lot in our personal lives to, to live more sustainably. Um, but for most of us, 
um, there's an even bigger opportunity at work because sustainability is really uh, irrelevant for for almost every company, and it doesn't matter whether you know you you have a full time uh, role uh, in this in this area at your company or whether it's out of height and you're you volunteer. Uh, on the side, uh, or whether you start a discussion about a topic in your company with your manager, with your colleagues, um, it can be incredibly, incredibly powerful. And too often, I think we underestimate the relevance of this topic for for companies. Like, it's 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 basically like impacting everything and everyone. So, yeah, I would just uh, encourage everyone not to just uh, live sustainably in your personal time, but to also uh, yeah, help your yeah help help your company or help your organization where you work to uh, to also um, yeah think about the topic and take action. That's a powerful message. Um, also, something um, that I'd like to talk about that is very topical is COVID nineteen. Um, what kind of impact has the pandemic had on everything around environmental sustainability? Well. <clears throat> um, before I, I speak to that, of course, just want to acknowledge that COVID-19 has had a enormous uh, impact on lives and livelihoods as well. And um, in terms of the environment, um, it's, it's our firm belief that we cannot afford um, not to pay attention to climate change and, and the broader sustainability agenda, even at the time of COVID. Um, so we need to take action, but it, it, it does have, has, it, it has had a, a lot of impact on, on lives and livelihoods as well. Um, but yeah, about Corona and, um, and, 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 and sustainability, or maybe to make it a bit more specific climate change, there, there's a lot of similarities. So, it, you know, they're both physical shocks. It's not some kind of financial shock. Um, They're systemic, they're non-stationary, they're non-linear, which means that uh, they grow disproportionately, there's thresholds, and when you go beyond that, the, the impact can, can, can grow exponentially. Um, there are, they are also both regressive, which means that uh, both uh, COVID-19 and, and climate change impact the most vulnerable populations the most. Um, even in terms of solutions, there's quite some similarities uh, because both issues both problems require a shift from uh, short-term performance to longer-term resilience um, and yeah I just want to share like you know, there's there's quite some similarities between COVID-19 and, and climate change uh, even though there's differences as well for example uh, yeah COVID came yeah well out of the blue well not really out of the blue like people knew that the pandemic could come but it, it happened imminently immediately with massive impact right away whereas for climate change is a an issue that, 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 that's been around for decades and is more slowly building up. Um, so, yeah, but overall, there's lots of similarities between, between them. And, of course, there's been quite some impact of COVID on the sustainability agenda and on, on progress here. Like on the short term, emissions went down. Now we have massive recovery packages that uh, I hope will be green um, to invest in a green recovery to build back better. Uh, and lots of stuff happening on the global level. And uh, when it comes to my work at McKinsey and uh, making uh, making McKinsey more sustainable, I would say it's a little bit of a mixed bag. On the one hand side, what Corona, uh, the crisis did help with a bit is to you know uh, get all familiar with uh, virtual working. And uh, not just us, but also our clients are really 
uh, you know, yes. stepping up the way we work remotely, uh, virtually, and uh, that can help to find a more sustainable travel model in the future. At the same time, it's it's not it's not a great thing for addressing single-use plastics and waste. We were very well on track to phase out single-use plastics from all of our offices. Uh, all of our offices in Asia already got that done. And right mm-hmm. now with the safety uh, measures and the hygiene, uh, like that's, that's, that's now being delayed. Um, you, you've also said uh, something about uh, the way of working. How has it changed your way of working, Job? So my way of working has not been impacted as much as that of some of my colleagues um, because my team has, has always been spread out over the world and we've worked mostly virtually. Um, mm-hmm. So um, yeah, that's, 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 that, that's not been impacted that much. I did used to go see and, and sometimes work together with some of my team members who are based in Europe in person every now and then. Uh, taking a train to London, Brussels, Paris, or something like that, and and, and work together for the week from there. Like I, that's right now, uh, yeah, not happening temporarily. Um, but besides that, it it hasn't really impacted my, my work that much. And if anything, what I sense amongst our clients is that the topic is just continuing to to gain more traction. Um, so it's not that it's being prioritized. Good point, clients. Um, McKinsey is heavily heavily engaged in the topic of sustainability. Um, a great resource to get some more insights, um, because we don't have that much time here, is our social responsibility uh, report, which you can find uh, on McKinsey.com. Why is uh, the topic of sustainability such a high priority for clients? I think... I think I think first and foremost, uh, it's, it's about taking our responsibility for the planet. And I think a lot of uh, CEOs and other leaders, uh, leadership of our clients, I think they they think it's a really important topic for uh, you know for the world. Um, and 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 business and and the economy depends on a healthy planet. <laughs> it's not that it's completely uh, uh, mutually exclusive or anything like that. Um, besides that, I can give you. F- five more reasons why it's an important topic. Um, one of them is that there's a lot of value at stake. Uh, you know, if you, um, for example, look at climate risk and how much, uh, how many assets are basically at risk uh, of, uh, yeah, for example, extreme weather events uh, being rendered obsolete as we, uh, you know, have to transition uh, to a more uh, sustainable energy model. Um, if you look at, uh Yeah, whether insurance companies are still able to insure stuff if the risks are just adding up too much. Um, but also on the opportunity side, like there's, uh, um, you know, if, if, you, if you actually reduce your energy consumption, you can save a lot of money. So that's one, like value at stake. It just, it makes business sense to, to, to become more sustainable. Um, there's the regulatory point, right? Every ton of carbon, every, every bit of uh, carbon emissions that you uh, reduce today won't be able to be taxed in the future. So you just reduce your exposure to whatever regulation may come your way if you get sustainable sooner than later. Um, you have investors that are in- increasingly requiring their uh, portfolio companies, the companies that they have a, a stake in to, 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 to get more sustainable. Um, you have customer expectations and uh, green products or sustainable products growing much faster than other products, like uh, lots of success stories there and, Maybe finally, it's also about talent. Like if you want to be able to attract the best talent in in the future, if you want to continue to be able to do that. Um, and uh, at the same time, you see that millennials 
really care a lot about what their employer does in terms of the environment. Like th- that's also important for every company. Um, so yeah, I would say a very, yeah, a, a big list of reasons. And, and for every company, they may think one or two are more important than the others. Uh, and it may be different for everyone, but lots and of different reasons. Just a quick answer. Are you more optimistic or concerned about how things are developing? Hmm. I, I would say both. A little bit of both. Um, so I'm very optimistic about the the pace that uh, you know action in the in the in, in, in by corporates is being taken at the moment. Like it, it, it seems to accelerate. Lots of new commitments. Lots of exciting uh, work that's that's ongoing. Um, at the same time, when you look at the global emissions, and I'm now just limiting myself a bit to climate change. There's of course more issues and. They're all interconnected, biodiversity, uh, plastic waste, um, yeah, you name it, other other kinds of pollution. But when I just look at climate change, even though the level of action is really ramping up, uh, emissions are still uh, rising. Like the the level of um, the concentration of carbon dioxide in the atmosphere is higher now than um, than it was uh, a year ago. Even though we had a COVID nineteen crisis, so. Um, yeah, like even though the action makes me optimistic, uh, yeah, like it, it doesn't seem to get us closer to the Paris Agreement uh, yet. And about action, since my last question before we start with our Ask Me Anything section, um, since you are our expert for environmental sustainability, I want, of course, learn from your experience uh, and get some practical tips also for our listeners. So, um, Amal Ears, what would you say? Is it more important to change small things in my day-to-day life or do I need to change everything at once radically? <laughs> uh, well, I guess it depends on your appetite for change and whether you're able to do everything. Like, of course, like um, the faster, the best, the better. Um, but just to give you an example of uh, what I did in my own home office, the living room where I'm working from today. Um, so... I, By I, the way, yeah. for all the listeners, um, Job has just a great sense for interior design. We've also heard that from his colleagues, and I can see a very green plant behind him. It looks really great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I deliberately chose to sit by the plant today for this for this <laughs> podcast. Um, so, yeah, no, but, yeah. When I, when I, you know, for example, in my apartment, um, yeah, like, I have double glazing to to save on heating. Um, like it's like all all lighting in my apartment is LED lighting to save on energy. Uh, it's it's already a small apartment, as most apartments in Amsterdam, but uh, that also helps. Uh, you know, um, like because it's in Amsterdam, I can cycle and walk to many places, including when I go to work to to our office. And uh, I also contracted uh, like uh, renewable electricity with the with the utilities. So those are just some examples of. Uh, Yeah, but you can already do in your own, yeah, like workplace in your own home office. Okay. So thank you, Jupp. I could talk like an hour about this. Um, so I'm sorry to interrupt you here. Um, now we're going to move to our Ask Me Anything section. Our followers may know that by now uh, that this is, of course, my favorite part of the show. Um, we went on the virtual streets with our podcast and asked people what they want to know about McKinsey. And uh, I would love to introduce you to today's special guests. So, uh, Job, uh, are you ready for your free Ask Me Anything questions and your interrogation? <laughs> <laughs> I think I am. <laughs> so, question one comes from Anna. She is a student from South Africa. 
Hi, my name is Anna from South Africa. I'm a petroleum geoscientist, and I wanted to know what type of skills do you look for when you hire? Great question, Anna. Jupp, what type of skills is McKinsey looking for? Um, well, I, th I think we'll look for people that thrive when working with other people, um, team players, uh, and that actively seek ways to, to maximize their own potential. Um, you know, it's, it's about problem solving, creative thinking. Those are really, really important skills. Um, you know, being adaptable, flexible, um, enjoying challenges uh, to grow, to, to learn. Um, and um, yeah, I would say that's important. So yeah, I think our official, um, our official criteria or like dimensions uh, for, for are about inclusive leadership, personal impact and entrepreneurial drive. But um, yeah, I think, I think that's, that, that's what I would, I would say are the, yeah, the, the, the skills that, that we're looking for. Okay, Anna, I hope that answered your question. Um, the second question comes from Lisa. She studies cognitive neuroscience in Germany. Hi, I'm Lisa from Germany. I'm currently doing my research master in cognitive neuroscience. And I wanted to know what career opportunities McKinsey has to offer for scientists. Something that is really interesting for many listeners. Um, do you know any scientists who work at McKinsey Job? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And actually... Uh, different types of scientists. Um, one of my uh, best friends in the Amsterdam office, for example, is a climate scientist. Um, I also, you know, here in, just talking about Amsterdam alone, um, we have, uh, you know, colleagues with a medical background, doctors, um, biomolecular scientists. Um, like it's, it's really, it's really, yeah, really a diverse place. And uh, yeah, actually many people have a scientific background. Uh, or a data science background. Um, it's very, yeah, it's, it's, it's very, it's very diverse. Um, and some colleagues also um, on their educational leave, um, whereas, you know, I'm, I myself, I did an, an, a master of business administration, but there's also colleagues who take an educational leave to do a PhD. Um, and um, yeah, I would, I would say there's, yeah, it's, it, it's actually, yeah, very good opportunities for scientists and we have quite a few of them. Have you already met someone who studies forestry at McK uh, who has studied forestry who works at McKinsey? Yes, yes, we have. Uh, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. We have a uh, we have we have, we have forestry experts that, uh, that, that work with our clients on the topic, and some of them have a very deep uh, yeah background in uh, in forestry. Absolutely. And um, question three comes from Aline. She studies business and lives in beautiful Cologne. Hello, McKinsey. This is Eileen from Germany. I'm a business student at the University of Cologne. And my question for this podcast is how the life and the work of a consultant, especially at McKinsey, will change due to the corona pandemic. So thank you, Eileen. Job, how has the life of our consultants changed, changed in the past few months? Um, well, we, we continue to serve our clients um, across industries, geographies, functions, um, And, you know, we work directly with them uh, on, on, on topics, including COVID-19, uh, which is, of, as you can imagine, top of mind for many governments, nonprofits, businesses. Um, and, and, and so also for our clients um, who are looking for counsel, help uh, on navigating the current situation, which is challenging for everyone. Um, so, yeah, like 
it, it, it's become a topic that we we do a lot of work on um, because it's 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 yeah it's it's a major challenge for for many of our clients. Um, and yeah, like as we do that, everyone is focused on how to to best protect uh, you know their you know lives, livelihoods, uh, but also their their yeah their own their own people, their employees, their customers, uh, and and so forth. So yeah, lots of challenges, uh, lots of work to do here, lots of thinking um, because uh, it's a very challenging situation, and we're trying to contribute there. And um, what about recruiting? Is McKinsey still hiring? Yes, we still hire. Uh, we continue to do so, uh, and the, I, I believe the recruiting process generally uh, remains the same. Um, you know, we, we want to make sure that that, that that you as a candidate would have a positive experience um, as you get to know McKinsey. Uh, you know, irrespective of whether that would be in person in, in an interview or in a meeting or, or on Zoom. Um, Actually, already before the pandemic started, we, we had started to switch some of our interviews to a virtual format. Um, and uh, yeah, I think that has helped to, to quickly adapt when uh, we had to move quickly earlier uh, in the year uh, due to the, the, the COVID-19 situation. Um, but um, yeah, we continue to interview, continue to hire. Uh, yeah, look forward to, to get to know you. And uh, yeah, like talk about what opportunities we have at McKinsey. My final roundup question is, we at McKinsey know all the classic technique of top-down communication, which is uh, where you sum up the key message of what you say, preferably at the beginning of a presentation. Um, so my final question at the end of our podcast is, what is it that you would like our listeners to get out of our podcast today? Wow, that's a good question. You, <laughs> you catch me by surprise. Uh, <laughs> what to take out of this podcast? Um, I, I hope that um, by just sharing a bit uh, how we go about this from the inside of our environmental sustainability team and efforts at McKinsey, that we can either inspire you to take some action yourself or to join us. Great. That sounds like a really great call to action. Also apply, for instance, for our virtual events. And um, thank you, Job, for this great interview. Um, that's it today for uh, our recruiting podcast episode. It was super interesting. I may join the green team uh, immediately. And um, if it was really interesting and it was great to learn more about you and your role. Uh, so thanks for being a guest on our show, Job. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening. If you have more questions or ideas for our show, just drop us a line on our podcast page, mckinsey.com slash recruiting podcast. To learn more about our recruiting, how to apply and tons of other information, check out mckinsey.com slash careers.